listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Okay, so uh, welcome back to Pharmacist Diaries and episode two of our entrepreneur series. So today's episode, I am back with Yasser Sakrani, and we are going to talk all about the skill set you need for the entrepreneurial life. So let's get started. So today's episode is all about the skills that we need to be an entrepreneur. Part of it is actually the skills that you need in your business, kind of, or your passion project or your hobby, whatever we want to call it, but also the skill set that you use as a pharmacist and how those skills transition into our entrepreneurial life. So I, I had a thought, think about this over the last uh, couple of weeks, and I have kind of my top three skills that I think are extremely valuable as a podcaster and also as an entrepreneur. So these three skills are one, communication and public speaking, really important as a podcaster, of course. Um, The second one is um, being able to network with and build kind of like your area of expertise and the knowledge around pharmacy careers. And the third one is about time management and organization, one of my favorite topics of all time. So um, for me, um, public speaking is something I'm good at, but I probably don't have as much confidence as I'd like and something that I know I need to work on. And as a podcaster, of course, you're in a space where you're constantly on video or audio and you're talking and using your words to share, educate, inspire and motivate other people. And a lot of feedback that I get, whether it's from family, from friends, from colleagues or people who listen to this podcast, share that they think that I'm really good at it. And it has kind of given me some confidence and given me that boost to say, yeah, you're right, actually. Um, I do have a a lot of skill in networking and having conversation about pharmacy careers. And it comes across really naturally on this particular podcast that I've created, which is amazing. And it's not, um, you know, I've not built a podcast where it's a very strict like interview style. I want it to be chilled out. I want us to laugh. I want us to have fun. Um, I want us to enjoy a conversation and truly get to know each other as professionals, but also from your personal life as well and how they mix as well. So for me, public speaking has been uh, a big journey. I still find that I use a lot of ums and ahs and filler words, which uh, Sanjay has also recently pointed out to me that I've become, well, let's not criticize me, but, um, they, he, he's noticing them a little bit more in my recent videos. So now I need to work on that. I need to identify why I'm saying them and to try and stop myself from doing it. And public speaking is a reflective journey. You're always kind of learning along the way. So yes, initial videos of mine or initial audio, you will find that I've used a lot of filler words or I'm I'm kind of stumbling, like I'm doing it a little bit now um, out of nerves, but um, we have seen a significant improvement in the way that I speak to other people, which is amazing. And it's a skill that I definitely enjoy working on. We've talked in episode one about the importance of time management and organization. So, I mean, this is a huge skill that you need as a pharmacist. And in particular for me and for you, we're in two different jobs. So we've got our education hat on and we've got our hospital hat on. So you've got two email addresses, two organizations, two different sets of 
employees and colleagues that you would work with. And that's a lot of work that takes a lot of energy. Um, and I think, and then when you build your own business, it's like a third set. And I've spent three years just working alone and with Sanjay. Um, but now I have interns and my brand is growing and I have other people that I'm actually looking after. I'm actually mentoring them. They do work for me. I'm having to give feedback. I'm doing their induction. So again, your time needs to be managed really, really well. Um, I am becoming a slowly becoming an expert in managing my time and utilizing apps to create a schedule for me from Sunday to Sunday. Sanjay and I regularly meet up on a Monday morning because I no longer work um, on Mondays. So I've dropped down to four days a week now. So on Mondays is my podcast day. And on Monday morning, the first thing that Sanjay and I do once the kids are out of the house, so Kai's at nursery and Lily's at school, is we have a coffee together and we schedule the entire week. So we're looking at who needs to do school pickups and drop-offs, who's cooking, who's cleaning, who's doing the laundry, um, who's working on different elements of editing the podcast, who's doing the social media, what recordings do I have that week? So what does Sanjay need to do to help me to prepare uh, the video? Um, we're looking at my, my two jobs and my meetings. And sometimes with the podcast, I have to work in the evenings due to the time difference. So I might be interviewing people in America. So a lot of my evenings end up getting taken up with podcast recordings. So I need Sanjay to parent for me, um, or I need to ask my mum and dad for a little bit of help on parenting so that I have that time. Um, but in exchange, Sanjay also needs his own free time and ability to work. So we really try to make sure that we share um, evenings. So he's not the only one doing the evening routine, which can be quite hard for a parent. Um, so we schedule out the week and actually we've been doing it on Google Calendar. And we have a look at how it looks and we've literally it's blocks and blocks of time. And this has really helped us. And also it reduces any kind of tension or anxiety as a couple because you can feel like you're very kind of parent heavy in some weeks. And it's quite frustrating that you feel like you're lagging behind in your workload. So um, you can resent your partner for not doing enough. But actually, if you're communicating and talking to each other on a regular basis, it makes it so much easier for you to share everything that needs to be done to keep this house afloat. Um, so managing my time um, is really important. I use Todoist uh, for managing my tasks. Our whole podcast is um, now managed on Notion as an app. So everything to do with content creation, when podcasts are being edited, scheduled, recorded, published, is all on Notion, which is amazing. Um, and then a lot of our podcast content is on Google Docs. So we ha kind of have three major apps that we use to get this podcast up and running and everything else that comes along with this brand. So for me, I think as a pharmacist, you do need to be very skilled in organizing your time and managing your time. And that skill has been so grained into me from my life as a resident pharmacist, my life um, in Abu Dhabi working in such a high level job, um, changing law for the country, Formula One contract, making sure all of our ambulances are stocked with medication, ordering stock from all over the world to make sure that we never run out in an ambulance. Like I, 
I was so organized with how I worked and I never realized the power of that organization until I started this podcast and how those two skills kind of intertwine. And then obviously the third one with regards to networking, I love it. It doesn't feel like a chore to me. I genuinely like meeting other people who are in a similar space. And I don't just mean pharmacists, I mean entrepreneurs. Now I'm creating this network of friends who are also entrepreneurs, which is really exciting because you grow together, you bounce ideas off of each other, you um, share common goals and you share your successes like when you have been going to YouTube, I'm like freaking excited. I'm so happy for you. I'm like, oh my God, this is epic. So that kind of network and that support is really important to me with this journey. So kind of those are the three kind of top skills that I feel have been really important as a podcaster, but also align really well in your pharmacist role. You wouldn't be a great pharmacist without your support network whatever job you're in you're always relying on your colleagues and your friends even if it's with clinical inquiries with patients and you don't know what you're doing you would you would ask a friend how 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 would you manage the situation or how could I do this differently or I'm really stuck as to what the next stage is for this patient or this interaction or how do we switch from tablets to liquids or crushing them in order to get them down an NG tube for a patient or how do I ask a parent to reconstitute a diamorphine vial to give that intranasally for palliative care and if I don't know what I'm doing I'm relying on other resources so I think that they intertwine really really well um, my question to you is that what kind of skills do you think that you've had as a pharmacist and how have those aligned with your entrepreneurial journey so for this I want to flip the script script a bit so there are things that I think I'm fairly good at within my profession as a pharmacist, and there are things that I, I've learned to develop just with Microform. And I think touching on both of those is really important. In terms of my ability to carry out presentations, to put together presentations, to deliver uh, pharmacy educational content, I think I'm very strong at that because of my role as a teacher practitioner. And that's something that's definitely transferable uh, to my role with Microfarm. The other interesting thing is I'm very much dependent on my background as a pharmacist and I'm very much dependent um, on my skills in teaching pharmacy content because my business is completely dependent on that. There are skills that you will develop uh, being a business owner. So sometimes one of the challenges and one of the barriers for being a business owner is that people tell you that they struggle with time management and organization and I just about get, get things done at work. How am I going to organize and uh, manage a business? I had terrible organization skills. Uh, before I started my business. And when I tell people that, it's quite surprising um, because what I tended to find was it depends on the environments I work, work in. But quite often when I will go to colleagues of mine or friends of mine and I say I really am working on developing my organization productivity skills and I want to be more productive at work, what often people would say to me, um, and this is of course in that private setting, your friends will say, well, no one's complaining about me at work, so what does it matter? Um, and when you have a business and you you now have the pressure of a business and work, you are forced to be more organized and more productive. So within that journey of making the business, I feel like I've been way more productive with my time. I 
develop skills and I develop techniques in order to be more productive. And I'm very much dependent on apps just like you. So there's a few apps that I use that have really revolutionized the way I work. Um, so there's one app uh, that's called Opal and it's a fantastic app. If you ever struggle with using your phone way more than you'd like to, which is like so many more people than the people would like to admit, Opal can mean that you can block certain apps when you're working in different times. And the good thing about it, there's no way to override that block. So I block all social media apps and all business related apps whilst I'm at work. So I can't access those. Quite often you're fidgeting about an update with the business and you're also working full time. It avoids that. There's no way of me overriding that. So I compartmentalize my time. Uh, and something that you were mentioning about you and Sanjay planning your weeks ahead of time. Believe it or not, I've only started doing that two weeks ago. <laughs> and just the changes that I've seen with that have been drastic. So quite often I would plan the day at the start of the day. Now I'm planning weeks in advance. Planning weeks in advance is huge um, and it can really impact the way you work. So that's something that I've learned just by having the business. There are a lot of skills that pharmacists are not very good at. And I, this is why I really advocate for people to become creators or small business owners. Sometimes the thought of creating a business can be quite daunting. Um, and really, you ultimately, you have to identify what you want to gain from that business. So quite often, people will say, let's say I want to teach people to be more productive. Um, and therefore, I want to have a business where I teach people more to be more productive. So prior to you going to the business idea, so prior to you just coming on the market and pitching a business idea with no background and people don't know who you are, how about you focus on the skills that you want to teach within that business? And how about you share those skills for free online? Let people know who you are and let people know if it makes a difference to their lives. So I tell people, if you are interested in creating a business, if you're interested in content creation, do it. There's so much that you learn on the way. Things that I've learned on the way, I've created a limited company. I didn't know anything about that. Um, I've now learned everything about corporation tax. Didn't know anything about that as well. Um, I've learned putting together contracts for clinical educators. Um, I've learned about sales revenue and profit. All of these things, sometimes when you're not a business owner in pharmacy, which a lot of us are working for NHS trusts or working for someone else, you don't know these things and you can develop those skills just from the process, just from having a really small business, you can develop so many skills. So definitely I think people should branch out more. And quite often I struggle in, so it's interesting that you mentioned that I went to YouTube, I really struggle with networking and I think it surprises a lot of people. Um, so I force myself to branch out in those uh, environment. So I'm very good at getting to the event. Talking to people at the event is what I really struggle with. And if you are working in community pharmacy, a lot of my friends work in community pharmacy, very rarely do they attend these conferences. So that's something that I want to address as well. It's so important to go to these events. It's so important to branch out. So there's so much to learn from the process. And there's so many transferable skills, but there's also so many new skills that you can learn that you didn't know you are capable of learning. Uh, that you've raised so many interesting and useful points for people to kind of uh, take in. You've raised a really important point about people wanting to start a business. But what you haven't said, which I know that you believe, is that um, 
if you want to put content out there or if you have an idea, do it out of the passion and the love of helping other people or serving a community or solving a problem that people may have. And like you said, you grow it organically and see what kind of feedback you get before you actually develop it into a business idea. I have gone three years and I feel like I, in 2023, I can start saying now that, okay, Pharmacist Diaries is a business. It has taken me three years to get to this point. I have been calling it a passion project this entire time. It has been something that I genuinely love. Um, I genuinely care for the people who are studying pharmacy or newly qualified or just people who want to learn more about careers or they're stuck in community pharmacy and they don't know how to leverage those skills to then go to a GP practice or come into hospital. And I want to motivate and inspire those people to make that change within their career. I think it's also really interesting that we haven't really showcased our profession as much as we can do. Um, and that that's on a national scale as well as a global scale. And there's lots going on within the space. But I still think that when you look at general media, doctors and nurses are kind of highlighted within their professions and pharmacists, are little, they're a little bit more quiet and reserved. And they're doing incredible stuff and no one is really showcasing it. So I'm really happy that Pharmacist Diaries is doing that. And Sanjay and I actually had a conversation yesterday um, that I've got 103 episodes. That's 103 different conversations, which are anywhere between an hour and two hours long, where I have learned more about the pharmacy profession. And there aren't that many people within pharmacy who know this much about careers. I've had exposure just by enjoying a passion project and just the amount of like information that I've gathered, like sponging, like through conversation, I suddenly know so many areas of expertise and so many skills that we need um, within the pharmacy profession. So many jobs that exist, not only in the UK, but on an international scale. And I never really saw value in that. I uh, literally just last night, we had this conversation. I was like, you're right. That's like nearly 200 hours of conversation, which has allowed me to learn from other people. And of course, I'm in a great place to talk about careers because it's not only what I've been building over the last 13 years as a pharmacist, it's also how the podcast has supported me to educate myself so that I can then share things with other people. Um, you also bring up a really valuable point about kind of um, skill set as an entrepreneur. And you learn so much um, with, with with regards to setting up your business, marketing, um, corporation tax, like you said. And I think the life of an entrepreneur is definitely uh, a challenge to get used to because there is that constant need to adapt and change and evolve and grow as the business grows. So no week is ever the same. And you come up with all these new creative ideas for your brand. And then you have to learn certain elements. Like I want to create a digital course about how to create your own podcast. Yes, I'm in the education and training space. So there's so much information about course content that I've been doing at the university for students. There's so much information about assessments, about marking, um, about getting learning outcomes across in your lecture that I can now put that skill towards creating content with regards to podcast creation. However, 
creating that content and selling it and marketing it and actually putting a price on it, like you said in episode one, is is a different set of kind of challenges that you don't really face when you're working in the NHS or you're in an employed job. Now you're creating a business where you actually have to sell yourself and sell your product. And that kind of transition with regards to skill set is quite hard to kind of overcome and say that you've got this value and you need to put a price on it. So navigating through that is something that I'm working on at the moment, but it's definitely um, like there's a lot of uh, overlap between my role as a pharmacist and my life as an entrepreneur. And I want to share with my audience um, from both our perspectives that you can do it. You definitely can start something. And one thing that you need to do is be be good at adapting to change. And as a hospital pharmacist, this is quite easy for us. We're constantly moving from, you know, as a junior pharmacist, you're rotating to different specialties every three months. You are adapting to a new ward environment, or maybe you're in medicines information. Maybe you're going into dispensary for a rotation. Maybe you're going to another hospital within your trust. You are constantly adapting to change. And maybe you don't see it as, a, you know, adaptability and flexibility as a skill. But I think for me, when I did my residency, that was one of the best skills I, I, I learned during that time. It built that foundation to accept that it's okay to move from environment to environment. And as an entrepreneur, every month there's kind of new things I need to learn with regards to creating a business and getting all my ideas from idea to actually getting it out into the world, whether that's the masterclasses I've been building, the digital courses, um, mentoring people through the podcast, actually getting a podcast episode out, content creation with regards to YouTube and Instagram, Twitter, etc. There's so much kind of going on and making sure that it all happens requires a lot of skill. You're working under pressure all the time. I think one of the things as an entrepreneur, which can be quite challenging, is that you feel like you're working all the time. There's not a nine to five. Um, there are things that kind of come up in the evenings or early mornings or I, you know, I have to carve out time on weekends. So Sanjay and I, again, in our planning week is, OK, Saturday, I need three hours. You're on parenting duty. And then on Sundays, we kind of alternate where I do parenting duty for both the kids and he gets three hours of kind of like editing time or whatever it is he needs to do. And again, you're scheduling everything to allow you to achieve your goals, which is really valuable. Um, I do work, I put a lot of pressure on myself to get weekly episodes out, which is super hard um, when you're working full time. But now that I have built a team, we are working together. So project management has come into this where I'm using different apps from Asana and Notion and Todoist where I'm collaborating with the team, which has been amazing. Um, and I've also done that with my work at the Evelina. So I, you know, created... Um, a platform. Um, we created a project on Asana and now we've got 20 people working on that project to keep our pediatric formula formulary up to date. So we were just working within Evelina, but now we're using pediatric expertise from King's, from Lewisham, from Greenwich, from SLAM, um, from the Royal Brompton. All those pediatric pharmacists are giving us content 
to keep the formulary up, up to date. We don't have a liver specialist, for example. So Kings have supported us with a lot of the medications and the dosages that they would use in liver transplant that we don't have that expertise. And before we would just constantly email each other and it was just clogging up your email. But now everything's on an amazing platform. So it's great that those kind of skills have been intertwined from kind of one to the other. So just to summarize, that's problem solving is an amazing um, skill to have because you're constantly evolving and adapting. Um, that kind of adaptability um, within the role is really valuable to kind of see where your pharmacist role is and how life is as an entrepreneur, you're constantly changing. Um, and then project management has been a really important part of your kind of growth because you will start alone but then you will grow into a team. And I never thought this was going to happen to me. I never, I never visualized Pharmacist Diaries as a business. I, you know, I, I genuinely thought it would just be me podcasting with other people. Um, but, you know, three years on, I've made some amazing kind of steps, lots of success story along the way. And, and I think anyone can do that. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Absolutely. So there's definitely a lot to learn in that entire process. Um, and you'd mentioned selling a product, uh, feeling a bit daunting, um, which is definitely something that happens in that entire process. What I would also say is if anyone's uh, thinking about this entire process, 99% of what Microform creates is actually for free. Um, and that 1% of people that are willing to invest and pay for our educational courses that we actually provide is what keeps this entire business afloat. So quite often people jump straight into the business side and forget about providing value. You have to provide a tremendous amount of value um, in order for you to feel like you're in a place where you can actually charge for the services. So that's the first thing. And it actually took me about 18 months before I actually considered Microform to be a business. So if you want to provide value, start there, execute that, create a schedule where you're scheduling posts of value for free. And then you can start to think about the business side of things. And what I would often say to uh, people um, is sometimes you are in this position where you can provide a lot of value, but you also think, why should someone pay their hard-earned money for my product? And there's a bit of doubt on your end, uh, or sometimes there's a bit of doubt on the person's end to invest in you. And what I say with that, in, in order to address that, is first be very confident with the value you're providing. And once you are confident with the value you're providing, so with the Microfarm Pro course at the moment, everyone who completed the course passed the GPHC registration assessment. I'm confident in the value I'm providing. Once you're confident with that, provide a promise for that product. So that promise will be for the GPHC Pro Plus membership, which is just being launched this month. It will be if you complete my course, you work through my practice questions and the content and you do not pass the assessment, I give you all your money back. So be confident in the value you're providing, and then you can provide a promise that makes people much more confident in investing in you. And I guarantee you, once you're in a position that you can provide value, the large proportion, I will argue over 90% of people who invest comfortably 
over 90% of those people who invest in you will see that value. I say 90%, I really think it's about 99%. Uh, but just to give you that confidence to say the large proportion of people will provide value, uh, with, will gain value from what you have to offer. And for the people that don't, I think it's nice to give them that option to say, if you don't feel like it provided you value, you can have your in, that investment that you've provided back. And you have a much stronger base of people that are invested in you that actually appreciate the work that you do. Amazing. I love that. I hope that gives you a, a really nice overview of the skill set that you need as an entrepreneur and actually how it intertwines really well as the skills that you need as a uh, pharmacist or the skills that you need as a pharmacist and how it kind of switches back to entrepreneurial life. Um, watch out for episode three of this uh, series. We are going to be talking about the mindset. 